0: How can a clinical psychologist help you lose weight? Well, in this episode, Dr. Shannon Crawford explains, and in simplicity, how to pick the low-hanging fruit first, and then building on top of that. Stay tuned for this episode. This is part two of three of my interview with Dr. Shannon Crawford. My name is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks podcast. I've been a personal trainer and gym owner for over 12 years. My goal is to help the over 40 crowd fight the aging process as best we can and still have a social life to go along with it. Check out all my episodes for the latest fitness hacks. How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. Uh, With me, I have Dr. Shannon Crawford. How's it going, Dr. Shannon?
1: Wonderful.
0: Well, Dr. Crawford, uh, let's let's move on to uh, kind of the the theme of my show, the over 40 audience, you know, Mm -hmm. male and female um, who are looking to lose weight, get more healthy and fit. And Mm -hmm. I mean, we could talk about, you know, eating disorders, alcoholism, uh, you know, not just motivation is a huge thing, too. People just can't even get out the door to go do something. Mm
1: -hmm. What uh,
0: what are some of the things you can help people with or that you'd like them to know?
1: I think the low hanging fruit of something very simple that all of us can apply in our day-to-day life. That human nature loves simplicity. We love seeing ourselves as one whole unit. So when I perform well, I'm like, man, I am killing it. I am winning at life. And when I don't perform well, I see unilaterally that I am failing. Why do these thoughts keep coming in my mind? Why do these emotions, why do these behaviors and impulses keep coming back? I know better and yet, dot, dot, dot,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what I would love for people to know is you're not a flat piece of paper. You're not a bicycle. You're not something very rudimentary and simple. You're multifaceted, you're complex and brilliant. And a part of that, I'll picture it like an internal corporation that you have a true self that is supposed to lead. That's the part of you that has like your treasure hunt, that leap on the inside. For me, Mm -hmm. sometimes my eyes will tear up and my heart will feel emotion and I'm not sad. It's more like I'm connecting with something that I'm here on the planet to do.
0: And so that's
1: my true self. And then we have facets even within that. And then you have your administrator or your soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And those are like administrative. And the fact that I'm taking in sensory information, I'm taking in thoughts, feelings, reactions from the world around me, I'm taking in all the impulses from the world inside of me. And now I'm trying to do something with that. And then I have a body that's neurochemically responding to wired to react to both the of the soul and the true self, or what some people might call your spirit. So you have three levels that are always communicating and there's many members within those committees. Mm-hmm. And if I understand that complexity, now I can be kind And I can actually recognize what's the internal conflict producing the behavior that I hate. Why do I keep uh, yelling at my kids? Why do I keep jumping off my diet when I just spent a ton of money on X, Y, Z? Why do I do that? Instead of getting mad and frustrated, like whack-a-mole, like I'm trying to suppress symptoms. If you understand you're actually suppressing parts of self and anything that gets push down, it's the opposite equal reaction of what later will become a trigger or an impulse or overeating or overspending splurging in some way. So if we understand that now I can partner with it, every part of our soul is made for homeostasis. It wants to maintain balance that's in opposition to your true self that's wired to go up the mountain to have the adventure to conquer the new goal and advance in new territory. So the part of you that buys the gym membership and spends the money on the diet pills or supplements or whatever, that is a different part of you than the administrator part of your soul that's trying to stay where I'm familiar, where I'm comfortable because it takes less brain power. I don't have to think as much. You have more mental shortcuts which are called heuristics. All of this can run in the background. And then you can think about smart things with the top of your brain Mm -hmm. as all of this is running in the background. So it takes a lot of concerted effort to develop new habits and patterns when you're literally fighting against what's preset. And that's why we have to talk about habits versus diets. Yeah. Anything that's a short term, you literally are setting yourself up to have that teeter totter between your soul and your spirit. You wanting to advance in a goal is a great um, desire, Mm -hmm. but if you're not bringing your soul into it, then you're now a house divided against itself. So what I would encourage people to do is write it down. When you notice a discrepancy, instead of getting mad and annoyed and just trying to willpower yourself or just giving into it, almost like you're stepping outside of the metaphorical car in your mind, and you're stepping to the side, watching the argument of the high achiever, wanting to get the goal. And then the me that wants safety, wants stability, wants predictability, wants what's familiar, because then I can't fail. I can't get disappointed. I can't feel worthless and unlovable. And so those goals now are, I can recognize what's in competition with one another. And then I'll imagine those are literal parts of self. And so now I can help, create context where those parts of me can have a conversation. It's abstract, but in a real session, I would walk somebody through imagining a conversation between two parts of self and how we can now join forces going in the same trajectory at a pace that's realistic for both sides of me, rather than this all or nothing sprint. You know, I'm only going to have 800 calories today, and then I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to crash and eat way too much because the inside me is like, oh, I don't think so you're starving me and so I'm waiting 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 and then opposite equal reaction so we want to stop that teeter totter or yeah. the push and pull and really help equip people to understand what's going on inside so I can steward that process going forward toward my goals
0: yeah you know uh, while you were talking about that I was just coming up with exactly what you're uh, referencing in my world would be like a yo-yo dieter someone's yep. like okay January 1st I'm gonna go on this crazy, uh, program. It's only going to be 30 days. And I'm going to go all at it seven yep. days a week. You're already setting yourself up. Like you said, mm-hmm. there's an opposite reaction telling you, I don't want to do this. And yes. it, 30 days. I'm out. I'm going back the other way. Uh-huh. So it's like, you you can't do stuff like that. So it's, yeah. it's kind of in my world is like, yeah, no, yo-yo dieting is terrible. It's you need to make small little changes, which kind of seems, right. you know, but what are those correct changes? It seems like, you know, if someone needs help,
1: it'd be Mm. part of
0: a stepping program with you.
1: Right. So if, if people can apply it and they go, okay, here's my plan, here's my small titrated steps. Great. If people get glitchy and they're like, man, I know better. Why is this still an issue? If I'm asking myself why, then it's probably unconscious. Mm -hmm. There's probably an inner conflict between parts of self. And so those are in opposition. And no matter what I try to do at the conscious level and willpower and goal setting and trying to manifest your destiny, if your soul is putting the brakes on a goal, it's still not going to prosper longitudinally. And so we want to be slower and more methodical recognizing, Hey, I want to honor the part of me that doesn't feel safe being thin. I want to honor the part of me that is afraid of getting to my weight and then it not lasting. I'm afraid of being an embarrassment or being sexualized, or I'm afraid of, there's so many motivations that are unconscious and we don't even realize that's running in the hard drive of the unconscious mind. And we go to seminars and we hear these wonderful things, but the software of your conscious mind is only half of you. If we don't upgrade the unconscious mind where the hard drive is and those core beliefs were learned early on, then many times we're like uh, tethered back to this unconscious belief that I don't realize is there and or a conflict. And so that's where we want to bring that conscious. And I try to equip people the best I can, like do the work. You don't have to see me unless it gets so glitchy that you're like, hmm, why does that keep happening? Yeah. Even though I know better and it's not an intellect issue. It's not a willpower issue. Uh, it's not that you don't have enough information. It's the fact that something in your soul is saying, I don't feel safe with that goal. Most of the time we have fear that steps in whenever the administrator or the soul, it's like a bodyguard of fear, a bodyguard of control, and then a bodyguard of uh, pride or sabotage will step in. So you have at least three parts of soul that are a threefold core that are not easily broken and it's blocking, inhibiting the ability to progress toward that goal. So we just wanna be thorough and resolve it. So now it lightens and I'll see tons of clients that, They're like, okay, I have a goal for my career or for my weight loss or for my relationship. And often the conflict has nothing to do with that goal. It's something from like two years old where I believed it's unsafe to trust others or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so I don't want people to see me a certain way, or I feel shame. And so I want to stay hidden and being insulated and body weight may help me feel quote unquote hidden. Uh, There's lots of different unconscious beliefs that have absolutely nothing to do with the core uh, topic I'm trying to work on. And yet it's still rooted or tethered to that belief or experience.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, Dr. Crawford, i uh, just like to thank you for being on my show. And uh, for anyone that's listening, what's the best way to get a hold of you?
1: Well, it depends. So if it's therapy, then it's mm-hmm. CrawfordClinics.com. If it's for me as a speaker, podcaster, writer, e-course, all of those things, Dr. Shannon, spelled differently, S-H-A-N-N-A-N. Crawford, C R A W F O R D.com. Dr. Shannon Crawford.com has all of those resources. And then Crawford Clinics is our team. So there's lots of therapists, not just me. Um, and there's different pricing and scales and all the things to find who the best therapist for someone's needs.
0: Awesome. Uh, and, uh, just like always, my audience knows that I'll put all that stuff in the podcast description. So if they're driving their car or something, they don't have to be writing this down right now. <laughs>
1: yes, um, please. All you have to do
0: is click on the <laughs> link and, uh, get, get some help. If you love need. it. So, uh, thanks once again, Dr. Crawford, uh, it's a pleasure meeting you and hopefully we'll get you on the show again someday.
1: I love it. This has been so fun and thank you. I appreciate it.